0: The season starts now, guys. Friday, the 5th of May. This Marlins season starts now. 32 games in, one thirty remaining. The Marlins are at 500. And the schedule is severely softening up. What can the Marlins do? Can they prove they're for real in May and into June? I'm going to dig into all of that today's show. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome. It's a Locked on Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast, and I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. It, of course, is your team every day, every single day, Monday to Friday, five episodes a week, minimum. You know, if there's news, there'll be a Locked on Marlins. Not to say there is specific news today, but firstly, if you're listening to the pod, hit subscribe there, leave a review. I was checking the Spotify reviews. Amazing. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. There is a YouTube channel. Head on over to there. It's Locked on Marlins. It's well-named. It's well-titled. You will find us. Hit subscribe. Thank you to everyone that's been subscribing this week. Numbers are trending. We're trending towards 700, would you believe. The target, by the deadline, this year's trade deadline is 1,000 subscribers. Feels achievable because I think this Marlins team is going to get hot. And what happens when a team gets hot? People are tuning in. They want to jump on the bandwagon. I want to jump on the Jazz Chisholm Center field bandwagon. Actually, was I leading that? No, I wasn't. But (laughs) for, for that bandwagon specifically, it seems to be working out. Before we get into plenty of action, I mean, we've just come off a sweep. Not the Marlins doing the sweeping, but being swept at home by the Bravos, which is a reality check in many ways. But equally, it signals... The end of the real tough part of the early schedule and the schedule now starts to open up. So I feel like that. It's a watershed moment. It's a moment in time, 1.30 to go, but this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB today to get 10% off your first month. I'll be speaking about those guys later on, telling you more about everything they've got to offer, which is plenty. But guys, the Marlins are sitting here right now. 500 ball after 32 games. They are right in the mix. They are right where we wanted them to be. Overall, this is what we were asking for. Can you play 500 ball through the first month into May? If so, you give yourselves an opportunity to compete for the rest of the year. I think, you know, it's going to be interesting, right? You look across to the the Cardinals, like, as the first month of the St. Louis Cardinals, have they played themselves out of it? I don't know. Are they going to panic? Probably not. You know, they're not that type of club. It's not like a fire sale type club, which, you know, we're all too familiar with. But I think you you certainly can play yourselves out of, you know, contention early on because it does snowball from there, right? It, the Marlins particularly. I think the Cardinals are a different um, case in point. But if the Marlins start really slow... It snowballs, and you get to the deadline, you sell everyone, and repeat, same again. The Cardinals are probably different, but for the Marlins, like, if they're in the hunt, you know, Dylan is not going to be sold. Garrett Cooper, not going to be sold. You know, these, these sticks are going to be carried and continued through, uh, you know, towards the, 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 the back end of the season. So, starting hot means a lot for the Marlins, and... Whilst I wouldn't say they've started hot, I think that's probably an over-exaggeration by many people's uh, descriptions, but they've done enough. They certainly have. And they've basically done enough against their... Every... No. They've underperformed in some ways against the Braves and the Mets. And the Braves in particular, they're a beast. they They're at a different level. They are pushing for the division title. They love division titles. The Braves... Their ratio of division titles to World Series, not as impressive, I must say. They measure success based on division titles. For the Marlins, we measure su- success on World Series victories. Yes, sir. And our ratio of division titles to World Series victories is a, a mathematical, yeah, it's, it's, it's an equation, that's for sure. <laughs> the ratios are interesting. Um, But the Braves, they've shown us again. They show us time and time again. What a club. What a club. Said it earlier in the week. This season isn't defined. The Marlins aren't defined by how they play against the Braves because the Braves are going to spank most teams. And for this series, like, they spanked us. They showed they were going to, you know, they're going to win this division at a canter. I said it in advance of the year. I didn't believe in the Mets, and the Mets have started slow. We'll wait to see what the Mets can do. But the Mets all of a sudden... For the most expensive roster ever, looks flawed, heavily flawed, which is wild to say. Maybe Carlos Correa would have actually pushed him over the top. Who knows? Who knows with the Mets? But for the Marlins, it's about beating not the Braves, but everyone else, really. And this is where we start to get to now. Takes has put out a tweet just as I was about to hit record. And I thought it was, you know, it was a, it was a good tweet. He's asking, what's the record going to be in the next 40 games? Here's our 40. Next up Cubs, D-backs, Reds, Nats, Giants, Rockies, Angels, Padres, A's, Royals, White Sox, Mariners, Nats. 40 games on the spin against those guys. No Braves in there, no Mets. I don't think there's any division winners in there, is there? They didn't I don't think any of those guys won their divisions last year and so this is the time. Like overall when I look at this club, they've done exactly what they needed to do in the first 32 games. Now, can they do exactly what they need to do in the next 40? Can they? And what I mean by that is, can they, can they in this 40-game stretch, be five games over? Something in that range. And there's no reason why they shouldn't be. And if they aren't five over, and they're five under in that 40 stint, then that tells us plenty about this Marlins team and this roster, and things have, you know are going wrong, and maybe the team isn't as good as we expected. Yes, injuries will impact this team. We've certainly seen that in the last week. It started to bite. Right, you look you look at the lineups, and no Aversa Garcia, no Garrett Cooper, no Joey Wendell. These guys all missing from the opening day roster. Um, no Johnny Cueto from the opening day rotation. They're on their way back, I guess, but. the Marlins have had to deal with stuff too. Luckily though, no major, I mean, it's been, he's been managed, but Luis Arias, his knee and his finger hasn't held him back. He's been a stud. Jazz, you know, has been a stud. (laughs) He's been a stud. Talking about it as well on Twitter today, just with Jazz. I mean, how immense has he been at center field? All of a sudden, baseball savant makes him look like the best center fielder there's ever been. Jazz Chisholm Jr. has proved pretty much everyone wrong, I would say. Jazz came out and said, I'm going to go out to center field, take one for the team, and I'm going to win a gold glove out there. Everyone laughed. Pretty much everyone laughed. They laughed at Jazz. No way. Not a chance. If you've got about this guy called Michael Harris or whatever, Jazz is laughing at everyone now. Jazz, what a stud. I just can't believe how impressive he's been at center field. He's going to win a gold glove. And wouldn't that be something? And the thing is with Jazz, right? He has the personality and the sex appeal across the league where and the backstory too, right? Where you get into the voters and people start to think, like, if Jazz is anywhere near close to winning a gold glove and being in contention, he'll win it. Because the story and the backstory of Jazz transitioning out there, it'll mean he'll get it. You know, a bit like Miguel Rojas, where Miggy's just been a solid defender for years and really was probably the best defensive shortstop last year, but... It's the Marlins. It's Miguel Rojas. Like, you know, we prefer to give it a Dansby Swanson because he's just a bit sexier overall. That won't be the case in center field with Jazz Chisholm Jr. If he is in the short, if he's on the short list, gut feel is, Jazz will win it. And it will all be down to Jazz. He's put the work in. He's made it happen. So impressive. So, so impressive. With Jazz Chisholm Jr., I must say, over the last, uh, you know, the Brave series, the whole Brave series, the 40-40 tracker, has remained untouched. No steals, no bombs. No steals, no bombs. Not good. Plays great against the Braves on the road at home, less so. They had a lefty going, so we sat yesterday and paid them up and, and whatever. But this is Jazz's time, too. He's comfortable in center. Can we see the offensive production tick upwards? And can he start to lead the team? And he needs to, right? Because, you know, Coop, Coop has been a big part of the top of the lineup. Jorge Soler starting to come back. Jesus Sanchez starting to heat up. But for me, if Jazz and Arias are en fuego, then this offense will certainly tick on. Let's do our first ad of the day, and then we will continue on this pathway, start a look at this Cubs series, which is on deck. Three UK-friendly games, would you believe, for the Cubs, um, which is immense for me personally. But before we do that, this episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. I absolutely love this one, guys. Um, It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Amazing. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about. Chances are you're one of them. I certainly am. Like the Stars app, just to watch one show. Or that free gaming trial you never actually used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy so easy just hit cancel rocket money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so for me for example there would be a lot of red wine transactions going on and i know it i don't want to know how much i'm not sure this is for me anyway you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off over 3 million people have used lock, uh, rocket money locked i almost went for locked on money <laughs> 3 million people have used rocket money Saving the average person up to 720 bucks a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash lockdonmlb. That is rocketmoney.com slash on mlb. Sounds sensational. Hit it up, guys. Hit it up. Rocket Money will do it for you. Get that 720 bucks on average saved. Sounds immense. Um, we had our first look. Uh, In the last series at Peyton Burdick, he was up and he was playing in center field, uh, which is interesting. This is what Aram Leighton spoke about uh, on yesterday's episode. Peyton Burdick with his versatility, uh, he is the perfect fourth outfielder. He really is. And as as a righty that can mash lefties when clearly like the lefty was going yesterday and they sat Jazz. Hasn't happened every time with Jazz. He's kind of, you know, with the lefties, he's come out of the leadoff spot and down into the kind of six hole. But yesterday, it was the off day, Peyton Peyton Burdick could spot him in center field. What do we see with Burdick? A couple of walks. Everyone talking about the power, everyone talking about the strikeout. With Burdick, though, yesterday, a couple of walks. Really encouraging to see, I must say. Um, Overall, this roster is going to be interesting the next week or so. Just see how it all kind of pieces back together. Joey Wendell um, had a disastrous day a few days ago um, in, in one of his rehab starts. But bounced back yesterday. I believe there was a home run sprinkled in there for, for Joey. I'm not sure he was wearing any batting gloves either as per his style, but I think that was his sixth or seventh uh, day down or his appearance down at AAA. And so listen, Wendell, it sh- he should be back. Like I'd expect him to be in Chicago and, and you know, there'd be the corresponding move, which is probably Xavier Edwards, probably. Um, although he certainly acquitted himself pretty well. Um, but we'll see. We'll see a lot of talk around that topic. But obviously, there's been a few guys dinged up and going down since. Uh, Garrett Hampson continues to play a key role. Like you looked yesterday, Garrett Hampson, he was playing in right field and hitting in the six hole. I mean, whew, boy, oh boy, that's that's an indicator of where this offense is right now. And overall, this offense continues to generally underperform. But. You know, yesterday there was opportunities in that game against the Braves. There certainly was. They were they were in the mix as a back and forth game. The offense was doing okay. The game before, yeah, the pitching wasn't there, but the offense, you know, ten hits, um, you know, multiple runs. You know, it's it, it can play. The problem they faced in the Marlins though, and this is kind of probably linked to the Braves. And this is the question that we're all thinking about. Or I'm certainly thinking about is what's happened to the rotation. Braxton Garrett absolutely destroyed. He was left out there to die, it seems, in this series. Um, but Braxie destroyed. Um, obviously, Jesus Lozado yesterday. You know, he was churning through pitches like no man's business. Jesus Lozado, like he's he started amazing this season, and then the last what three starts? Not amazing, not to his standard. Like I've said, it. I've gave him a couple of passes, like a few times, like kind of said, hey wasn't quite as sharp, wasn't quite as sharp. That's been what I've, I've said that three times in a row now. Jesus Lozado, not as sharp, which is worrying. The whole rotation has been off all year. Sandy, not as sharp, struggling with his command. Edward Cabrera, struggling with his command. Jesus Lozado, struggling as well. Braxy Garrett, been good until that moment. Boy, oh boy, Trevor's down. Cueto's on his way back up. All these messages talking about Uri Perez, like is do you just inject the, the youth in there? Is that what's gonna happen? I know the Cubs have called up there one of their big name prospects for this series because you know they've just been swept. Um have they just been swept? I think they have, having just been swept by the Marlins. I need to I need to fact check that actually. I wish there was a fact checker here that would just spring up and go, yeah, that's correct, or it isn't. Um the Cubs have lost three on a row in, in a row, so. They haven't just been. I don't know if the Cubs have being swept or not. I'm losing track of days here. Who knows? They've lost three on the spin. So the Marlins are going into play in Chicago. <coughs> Steele is going again. He's a lefty. He's going today, UK friendly. And the Cubs series with the Marlins, I know the Marlins got the sweep, but boy, oh boy, that was a close series. And boy, oh boy, the Marlins found a way to grind those. You know, they fully grinded those wins out big time. Those games, that series could have gone completely the opposite way. If, you know, how many times did the Cubs have the bases juiced and couldn't get it done? It was wild. It was wild, to be honest with you. So that series could have definitely gone the other way. The Cubs are reeling. They're a game under 500. But, you know, for the Marlins, you've got Eddie Cabrera going today, Brian Hoeing on Saturday, and then Sandy Alcantara on Sunday. Not going to lie, like this... This part of the rotation is is certainly up and down, let's say. Brian Hoings 0-1 with a, a an ERA over six. Eddie Cabrera two and two with a four, six, seven ERA. Don't look at his whip, because the whip will be extreme. I haven't looked. Let me just quickly look and see what Eddie Cabrera's whip is. It must be like one five or one six. This is loading. Uh yeah, Eddie Cabrera, he's got a 174 whip. 25 walks in 27 innings it's absolutely astounding to be honest with you um you know sandy's whips only 125 so you know now braxy garrett after that blow up his whips 167 this is it like the rotation the the strength of this team the rotation it, it just hasn't been the strength this year you know the bullpen's doing it and Arias is doing it Arias and the bullpen and jazz's glove that's this team and the question we're all asking ourselves right now is, how sustainable is this for the Marlins? Like, that's what I'm asking myself right now. As you go into Chicago, having just swept them, and they've just lost three on the spin, their offense is tidy. Can't deny it. The offense is is is, is pretty good uh, for the Cubs. You know, this is a big series for the Fish. Like, to go in, what can they do? Because they are reeling a touch. The rotation's certainly reeling. We then... Had A.J. Puck out there yesterday in an unsafe situation. He's then reeling. All of a sudden, the bullpen starting to feel the burn. Can the Marlins get any length? Can can anyone deliver some length in this series? That's what we're looking for. We're all sitting here just looking for length. Give me someone that can go deep into a game. (laughs) That's what we need. We really need that. We need to give this bullpen a blow. A rest, to translate that one. I don't know if a blow if that translates to American, so to speak. If it doesn't, that probably means something else, and that's probably a, a bad thing, and not really designed for locked-on audiences. Um, but, you know, it's been one of the sticking points, right? Just that the, the rotation just can't get deep into the games, and it's just like, unfortunately, these long relievers, it's just like a DFA carousel, isn't it? Devin Smeltzer, up, carousel. Soriano, up, carousel, back down. Um, you know, probably Dan Gastano will get some of that it's just going to continue and continue and continue because the guys come up, they're asked to go three innings and then it's like, Hey, you're cooked now for the next couple of days. We need the next guy up. It's what they're going to have. They're going to start running out of DFA candidates. Um, because I think they, once the DFA, it takes a while, obviously clear waivers, uh, and then be reassigned. I think Smeltzer was reassigned and then recalled on the same day. By the way, Devin Smeltzer amazing on Twitter. If you haven't seen Devin Smeltzer's likes, go and check it out. Go look at his profile. He barely does anything on Twitter. All he's done Since his Marlins, since he signed with the Marlins, is where people are slandering him pre-game. He's just going and liking those tweets. So he's looking, he's watching, he knows. Smeltz is searching his name. By the way, why do players on Twitter go and search their own name? Like, why would you do that? Like, nothing positive is likely to come of that situation. It isn't particularly for you know fringe guys. Actually, no. For any player. You go and search your name, you're going to find slander. You are. So why why do players do that? Why do they put themselves through? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I have no idea why players are actually on Twitter, to be honest with you. Like, it's a zoo on there. Like, really, what's the value of that? But anyway, um, Smelter, that, I, I'm pretty sure that was the situation where he was uh, DFA, he then cleared waivers, was outrighted over to AAA, and then he was recalled on exactly the same day. Um, Smelter had to go... um Yesterday, did Smelter go yesterday. God, I'm losing track of days here with these bank holidays. I'm completely losing track. Let me go back. Look at yesterday's game. Was Sm- no Smelter wasn't there. It was the day before Smelter was out there. It was yeah, because that's right. Because Chichi Gonzalez is up now. And when I think we said preseason, like once Chichi's up, we know we're in trouble. So are we in trouble? No. Let me go back right to the start where we started this. We're 500 ball, 32 games in with 1.30 to play and the schedule opening way up. This is the time for the fish. It's the time to be bullish. It's the time to piece together some wins. If they don't, then confidence is going to drain rapidly from this club. But I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking. I'm actually looking feeling optimistic. Now we've got the Braves out the way, the Mets out the way for some time. We can get into it now, start piecing series wins together against the other clubs. And we've shown through... Every other series thus far, there's a good chance the Marlins in the current construction will win it. A lot of talk about the catching spot as well. Like no, no offensive production at catcher. There's other spots, I think, where there's limited amounts of production. I mean, me and Gene Segura has just been, you know, infuriating at a third base, but I'm not going to go off on that tangent. So before I do that and go off on the tangent, I'm going to tell you about our sponsor for this episode. Uh, and it's uh, our good friends over at BetterHelp. Uh, firstly, that is better help and not better health. Just in case, uh, <laughs> in case you were wondering. Um, but it's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. Um, therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life, so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Um, if you're thinking about starting therapy, um, which I'd highly recommend, highly recommend it. As Marlins fans, it's almost it, it should be mandatory. But if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, that's all it is. You get matched up with a licensed therapist um, and you're away. That's it. You're matched up and you go on your own personal journey, whatever that looks like. And it's tailored to you. It's whatever you need to be. But you can find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB to get 10% off your first month. Reminder, on the code and also where to go. It's betterhelp.com slash on mlb. That's 10% off first month. If you didn't hear that first time around. So as we sit here right now on a Friday, a UK friendly Friday and a bank holiday weekend here in the UK. We have a we have the coronation, the king's coronation tomorrow. King Charles is officially the king. Long live long live the king. <laughs> we have a bank holiday on Monday. So, pump for this, this weekend. Should be fun. Pump for this Cubs series, for sure. I think it's going to be a very intriguing series. I'm nervously optimistic, is how I would describe it. Um, the Marlins, it would have stung the Marlins to have been swept at home by the Bravos. But, the offense is starting to show signs of life again, in some ways. And they're battling through some stuff there. But, I think it's big for Hoy Soler to look at, like Hoy Soler early in the year, Luis Arias, Jazz Chisholm Jr., Jesus Sanchez, like some of the boys that we need to, to click are starting to click really intrigued to see what kind of start we get out of Edward Cabrera this time around. As we saw last time around against the Cubs, multiple walks, but so many Ks. How deep can Eddie go? What can the Marlins get out of Brian Hoeing on Saturday? And when Does Sandy Alcantara finally return? When do we get 2022 Sandy back? They're all the questions that need to be answered this weekend. Thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of the day, guys. I wish you the best Friday and the best weekend. I hope the Marlins go back-to-back sweeps against these Cubs. That would be glorious, setting up a West Coast trip perfectly. I'll be back, of course, on Monday next week, unless there's any breaking news in between. If Uri Perez is recalled, uh, or recalled isn't the right phrase, if he's called up, because he's not actually on the 40-man and hasn't been optioned yet, if he is called up, Uri Perez, there will be an emergency pod. I'll have to get Daniel DeVivo on the show if that happens. But if it doesn't, I'll see you on Monday.